Lou, what's the news that we've got this week? We're in Auntie and Uncle for the very first time. Honestly, it's so cute. I know. Her name is Riley. Ollie's brother and his girlfriend gave birth the other day and we saw Riley for the very first time. And honestly, she is the most adorable little baby. I know. Like, she doesn't cry or anything. No, she doesn't. She's so, like... She's so silent and they're so lucky. (laughs) Honestly, as far as first babies go, so far, she keeps this up. She's yeah, she's just a dream. Imagine us. We're just gonna have like the most cry baby. We are very broody now. Yes. What did we do the other day? <laughs> we rang the hospital. To find out what? To find out if um we could have an appointment for the genetic bit and um, basically just learning more about IP and pregnancy, which is my condition, incontinent pigmenty. And also needing maybe bit more info about IVF. Yes. Now, guys, don't get too excited because <laughs> because of Lucy's condition, like we are we may be starting like yes. early, but like chances are that this could take like a year. Yeah, it could like, take a long time. There's so much stuff to go through. Yeah, I think we're gonna have a bit, basically a fact finding mission for the next six months. Um also I am slightly overweight for the IVF process because your BMI needs to be thirty. So which I'm okay with, but I'm running in the gym a lot. (laughs) We're getting started on that fitness journey. We are. I just want to be healthy and happy before the pregnancy, but I am so broody and it is coming and I'm so excited and I don't know what this voice is, but it's my excited voice. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And how many little hats have we knitted now? Honestly, because it took quite a while for Riley to arrive in the world, we knitted probably like... We stress knitted. <laughs> we stress knitted. kept on knitting like loads and loads hats. of hats. <laughs> to be honest, we don't know whether half of them will fit because she's quite a big baby. Yes. <laughs> Which is not, not a problem, but the hats may not fit. So we're waiting to hear from Alex, Ollie's brother, whether, um, the yeah, hats fit. whether they fit. But yeah, she's so cute. We're so excited. And yeah. Let's go on with the podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, Happy New Year. This is the first one we've actually recorded in the new year. I know. 2024 podcast. And this is going out tomorrow. So Ali is also in the room, who's my sis and edits these pods. Say hello, Ali. Hello. <laughs> you there she is. And um, she's got to get her editing game on because we're back at work after the new year. So yeah. We're really excited. Thank you so much for everyone who has supported this podcast so far. Your comments are so glorious and gorgeous and we're so lucky to have you. So yeah, um, we're reading through our hate comments as always. And we've also got a dilemma from Reddit for you guys. We do indeed. But you can also send us your dilemmas. Yes, please do. Lou, what's the email? Help at LucyEdwards.com. Yes, that's H-E-L-P at sign... L-U-C-Y-E-D-W-A-R-D-S dot com. So yeah, let's get on with this. This is But I'd Never Marry a Blind Woman. A show where we answer all the questions you're too afraid to ask about dating, marriage and finding love with a disability. I'm Lucy Edwards-Cave, presenter, author of my soon-to-be-published book, Blind Not Broken and Blind Wife of... Me, Ollie Edwards-Cave, her sighted husband and the man usually behind the camera. Every week on this podcast, we... Your fave introbled couple. 
are going to debunk the stereotypes of dating with a disability, dive behind the inspiration porn headlines, and unpack your relationship dilemmas. So when people say, But I'd never marry a blind woman. You can say, But I would. recently gotten back to dating after a serious life-changing event, Lucy. Okay. He's lost his arm above the elbow in 2017. Oh. I've met a really cute girl recently, and I'm guessing really? since it's winter, and I had my cosmetic prosthesis, prosthesis? prosthesis? Yeah. and gloves on, she didn't notice there was anything wrong with my arm. A week later, I gathered the courage to call her up, and we chatted for about two hours straight, after which we agreed to meet for a date. It's always awkward for me to bring up the subject out of the blue, and it just never came up in our conversation. When we met for the first date, I explained what was wrong with my arm, and although she was taken aback by it, she seemed positive about it and said encouraging things. However, at the end of the evening, she said that although she's generally okay with people with disabilities, and it's not a showstopper for her in terms of a partner, I should have been more open and honest and let her know before the date. I immediately felt bad and agreed with her. But when I thought about it afterwards, I'm not sure if I did anything wrong. Her her tone sounded as if I intentionally lied or deceived her in some way. Am I obligated to reveal such problems up front? No. I guess, like, it's a challenge, isn't it? Because for some disabled people, I guess there's the fear of, like, someone just leaving as soon as they find out that you have a disability. Like, we've scrolled through a lot of these Reddit things. And there's a lot of, well, I guess... Ableism? Yeah, ableism. Like, people going, am I obligated to date this person because they've, like, got a disability? There's people in, like, relationships for five years and they're going, like, do I need to be there for my partner mm-hmm. when they become disabled? And it's like... Uh, yeah. Like, I guess, like, some people think that they don't want to, like, if they haven't got someone with a disability in their life, do they want to go down that path. Yeah, but they could be disabled themselves literally tomorrow. Like, it's the one minority group that everyone can join and it just irritates me to the core that people can go, oh, well, you should have disclosed your disability to me. Well, no, actually, it's my disability. I can tell you. I don't have to tell you. I can tell you as much or as little as I want. That's like us being... I, I just I just feel like we're the property of society sometimes as disabled people. You know, people will grab me and pull me across the street because they think that I need help or they think that I look, you know, like I'm lost or whatever, when actually I'm probably just giving the dog a treat because I'm rewarding her for getting me to the curb and I don't do things in the typical sighted way. So... You know, it can look maybe a bit bumbling sometimes. I don't know. I don't know what I look like, but frankly, I don't care. No one should have to kind of push their view onto me. And this is what really irritates me, that I know that I do things in a different way to other people, but it doesn't mean it's the wrong way. And I think it's about your self-love and self-acceptance of your disability, number one, whether you tell anybody, because you might be really, really quite I don't know shy about it or you might have just gone through a life change and 
you know, acquired your disability later on in life and you might be accepting it yourself and you don't want someone's judgment of it initially. It also might be in this person's case that like they're so used to it now, it's just their normal life and they didn't even think to mention it. Yes, that's so true because, you know... <sighs> like evidently it hasn't affected the date. No. Like they've evidently been like talking, doing all the things, like it hasn't came up. So it's evidently not like particularly intrusive well, I guess. When to- me and you meet new people, I know this isn't necessarily in the same way because we've been together nearly 11 years now. But when I meet a new person or I have a new friend, I know it's slightly different, but I don't go, hi, I'm the blind one. No, that's true. Like, that's not one of the first things that I tell someone. I mean, it's maybe a bit more obvious because I've got a guide dog or a long white cane. But then other times, but- like when we're at events and things, you don't have either. Well, exactly. It's not something that I'm like, I have to disclose this to you straight away because it's something that's a taboo or it's something that would be a deal breaker for you to be my friend. Like, I just don't think like that. I just think, well, yeah, it's just one other attribute of me. So it, it's really difficult because if you come across someone that doesn't necessarily think like that or think in, with the social model of disability in their mind and they think possibly more in the medical model or as you say, Ollie, they've never met someone with a disability. They can be put off by it, which I just, I hate. Like it's, it's really, it's really sad. And I don't know, I think because I'm a disabled woman, I can't necessarily like tolerate in a great way that perspective. Yeah. I guess also that maybe just like, even though being disabled is really common, like it's something like 20% of people, isn't it, who are disabled? At least 15% of the whole world. So isn't it like 250 million? Yes, but it changes by country. I think in the US it's like 20% or even up to 25%. Yeah. And similar with the UK. There we but go. But like sometimes it, like it's not like an even spread though a lot of the time. Like I didn't know anyone who was disabled until I met you. Yeah. Which like I went 18, well, 17 years through my life at that point so maybe at that point because there's not a lot in the media as well there is starting to be now but like especially for people growing up our age Mm. or younger or even a bit older it was a taboo yeah yeah so maybe they've got these sort of prior judgments to be fair i remember seeing people out and about when i had vision and i didn't really know anything about disability as you say Mm. you know we we don't really have much kind of exposure to it well i imagine for a start a lot of that disabled statistic is the older generation of which you have like your grandparents and then maybe their friends and maybe some parents friends but a lot of the time those who are younger tend to be so the stereotype is well you're going to grow old before you acquire a disability so that might very well be why it. do i have to deal with this burden now i hate that word well, if you think about like <laughs> for example the the marketing towards blind people back in well when you first went blind, like, so this is, we're only speaking like 10 years ago. Like, there was no marketing towards younger people. No. At least in the UK. No. Like, the RNIB was just focused completely on the older generation. They were. Which is, like, okay, because that's all they'd ever, you know, known of. Like, it's not the RNIB's fault. They were just targeting people of that age because we weren't being seen or heard as younger people. But then when there was, like, a a wave of, I guess, me and other people posting about blindness, the RNIB went, 
oh, this is cool. And especially after the pandemic, the P word, oh, um, you know, I'm seeing such a giant wave towards just marketing for blind people. But I think brands are seeing the fact that it's more universal design and it's there for everybody. And they're seeing the value of the purple pound because you're getting so many brands sponsor content from, you know, visually impaired creators and blind creators. And I just think it's amazing. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many of us now. Um, I know we've slightly gone off on a tangent, but I think just going back to disclosure of your disability, it really is up to you. It's your sense of self. It's your disability. It's your, it's one of your, you know, protected characteristics. You should never, ever feel guilty about disclosing it, not disclosing it. You know, there's going to be times when it's beneficial to disclose it, say in a job application and interview. I know of one of my friends that didn't disclose that they were blind on the first application, got through to interview. And I think he got through like two rounds of interview, not to necessarily disclosing it. So doing a Zoom call or whatever. And then when they got to the third round, third and final round to see, I think there was only like three people in the lineup to get the, the position. Um I think he got there independently and just said like, oh, could you meet me in reception? Um, and then they obviously guided him in, saw that he had a long white cane and he said, oh yeah, I'm, I'm completely blind, this, that, the other. Um, he had the interview and they just never called him back. Hmm. Yeah, I guess it's the the weighing up between wanting people to know. So maybe DEI can kick in, but also at the same time, D&I, Not- diversity, equity, and inclusion. Exactly. Yeah, but that that's just, I guess, principles. But people can still say within those, like some companies will have that off pat. They will have those... Um, provisions. Provisions, yeah. Sorry, sweetheart. Yeah, they'll have those provisions. They will have like a DNI policy. They will, you know, be working on it behind the scenes. The staff will be aware. They'll have bulletins internally on their internal boards and things but then you also have companies that are just way behind that and not in this world and see disability as a um a real true like hindrance and to to the position it's similar to the landlord problem isn't it yeah like they're they're not going to discriminate based on like having a guide dog but they will find mysteriously a different reason to not hire you so in that case i think they didn't even call that my friend back um and i think i think he messaged to say like could you just tell me could i have some feedback on the role and they just said oh yeah sorry someone else got it you know or as you said the landlord (laughs) the landlord issue you know you you become a tenant as a guide dog owner are they conveniently find a way you find a way to yeah Make in their house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, let's go back to our friend. Michael. Michael. Michael who? <laughs> we don't need a second name. What I, think, I think we do this Michael time. Michael Caine. Michael Caine? <laughs> Mr. Michael Caine, the actor? Yeah. Okay. 
I think people know who Michael Caine is. Yeah, there can be other Michael Caines. I'm sure there's other Lucy Edwards Actually, out there. Actually, I think there are other Michael Caines. People have named their long white cane Michael Caine. I can't remember whether it's Can See, Can't See or Blind Tobes. But someone's cane is called Michael Caine. Can See, Can't See is this Rick the Stick. Oh, it's, it must be Tobes is then. <laughs> Shout out, guys. Yes. <laughs> anyway. So we've got Michael Caine. So does Michael Caine need to reveal their disability? No. But could you see any other perspective, O-sighted boy? Uh, O-sighted boy, O-sighted boy, O-sighted boy. Let's not get on the singing again. I don't think I'm going to get the same praise. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you guys for the comments for my singing. of Lisa. Um, FYI. My gorgeous sister sang our theme tune. Yes. So, yeah. um, I am the low budget version of Alice's voice. <laughs> You've got a nice podcast voice. <laughs> yeah, but not singing as much as Ali. Anyway. Oh, Boy is very much on Team Lucy here. So I don't know if i am got a little bit of bias. So let's maybe head down to the comments because this person has been voted as an asshole. Ooh. Which is a very controversial That's so take. controversial. It is. I'm not sure what the... Now, this is five years ago, so maybe attitudes may have changed. Yes. But let's have a look. Loki, you're the arsehole. I get that. It's awkward. I have a physical disability too, though not as prominent as yours. But you're putting your dates on the spot by springing it on them in person and probably in public, where they had to process it and react instantly and in front of you. To be fair, like... I'd kind of want them to react instantly in front of yeah, me. Yeah, same. Like, because like, that, you can get a real read on them at that point. You can. Like, if they're having to, like, go, ooh, ooh, uh, ooh, ooh uh, Yeah, then like, they're not for you anyway. Get yeah. in the bin. Bye. Whereas if they're like, yep, that's fine. Then Also, he's not thinking of it as a disability. Like, he's thinking of it as just a part of his everyday life. Like, he just didn't think about disclosing it because it's not an issue to him. Mm. Just like, I wouldn't go, I'm blind, Hi. Yeah, like, it, like I just I it don't could, get it. It could be a surprise to the person, like, but at the end of the day, like, online dating is only really a recent thing. How, like, people would have met up previously and then just been like, not oh, known. Yeah. There's so many people that go on blind dates as well. Exactly. Also, it's like you have blue eyes, or you didn't tell me. You have cropped hair. You've you're going bald and you're wearing a wig. You didn't tell me. Like it's that that's how I see it. Yeah, like it's just another characteristic. Okay, so let's go with another comment. Um no ourselves here. You're not obligated to tell everyone that you meet that you're an amputee. But by spring it on a date, it's a bit unfair. It puts them on the spot even if they don't have an issue with it. Mm, I don't know. Not the arsehole. Is there a rule that first words out of your mouth are that you've lost your arm above your elbow? Well, it's yeah. not like you hid it from her. She I found agree. out on the first date and that's up front to me. Yeah, that I agree. Yeah, to be fair, it's not like he's hidden it for, like, it's not like five years later, yeah. I have a confession. Guys, please tell us your opinions about Michael in the in the comments. We need yes. to know. Let us know about Mr. Michael Kane. And if you have any dilemmas yourself, yep. please, email it too. Please, please email help at lucyedwards.com. Okay, it's time for Hate Comment of the Week. <laughs> of the week it's actually vile <laughs> oh are we going for that one it's actually vile this one is on the feeling my unborn baby as a blind mum oh gosh this one's this podcast is particularly baby themed it is today 
Maybe we got it in the head. Yeah, we do, baby brains. So <laughs> this is by Ego Waffle for four five five five. Name, what a username. Name check. <laughs> I hope you don't procreate. Passing on your blind ass genes is selfish. Mm. Also, I'm glad you will never het to see your child in your lifetime. How horrible. What a disgusting comment. It's so disgusting. Like, how mean. <laughs> how mean do you have to be, Ego Waffle? I know. Also... I really don't care. Is that horrible? Like, I'm just like, I am sitting with my gorgeous husband, my gorgeous sister. We all work together. We have an amazing life and I don't see blindness as a hindrance. Like if I was to pass on my blindness to my baby, I don't want to do that because we're having IVF. But if I was to, their life would still be amazing. There's also the chance that they could just become blind yeah. afterwards via a non-genetic thing. Exactly. And I just don't think their life would be... Maybe Ego Waffle might become blind one day. Maybe. Maybe Ego Waffle is blind and they're having a bit of a meltdown. Maybe. I just think there must be something in Ego Waffle's life to really hate or they, they must be quite a hateful person if they're going to leave that on my videos because I'm a very happy woman and I'm even happier because I don't have to be in Ego Waffle's life. Exactly. <laughs> so we've also got another comment by a guy called Emanuelo, who is commenting on the, not sure how me and Guide Dog Molly are going to get on this plane. Okay. Video, which is the one where you're standing on the runway. Oh, yeah. And yes. you're getting on. And he says, man, shut up. No one wants to know how you get on a plane. It's not that hard. You're just walking up some steps. And can you please shut up with your stupid accent? Okay, number one, why is it viral then? Number two, it's actually really hard to go up steps with a guide dog when you don't know how. It's quite scary when you've lost your vision completely to understand and negotiate going downstairs in particular. But because they're quite rickety steps getting up to an aeroplane and it's really sensory overload with all of the noise around me, I was really proud to show the internet that Miss Molly was such a good girl in getting up and down like the aeroplane really successfully. I think you will only know the hours and days that I have spent going up and down stairs trying to be confident with them if you have a mobility issue yourself um yeah I just I, I'm really proud that I can do that and I really don't care about your opinion also people are always asking about how guide dogs do various things because they don't understand how a dog could quite happily like go on a plane well and also and just guide scared. you around like yeah. how can your entire Life be sort of guided by a dog. Yeah, which she's just absolutely incredible. I also get a lot of comments about how I ascend and descend stairs because it's a thing that people get worried about that I can or cannot do. And I do it all the time. So I just want to show how independent I am. And yeah. Well, guess what? Emanuela is not finished. Oh, dear. Emanuela is coming. <laughs> Has coming he got at, another one? Yeah, he's coming at you again. <laughs> For the trams don't stop in Switzerland video. Oh, he was riled. We riled Emanuela. So describe that video just to the, the users. Trams don't the, stop in Switzerland. The listeners. I, I basically stood in Switzerland and the trams 
apparently, according to the locals there, just don't stop even if you're in front of them. But because they don't make a sound, it was really scary, wasn't it all? Yeah, they kind of drive along and then like within about three metres of you, they'll ring the bell, which if you're able-bodied, you can quickly let it out of the way. Yes. Whereas if you're... Like, completely blind completely or blind, have a mobility issue... Then... Or a mobility aid that doesn't quite understand that it won't stop for you. <laughs> you're like, ah! But also... There was no real tactile markings no, between the track and the actual walkway, so you're so scared. Yeah, it literally just kind of smoothly goes on, mm-hmm. like a drop curb. Which is not good. But Emanuela says, sounds like a you problem, that you're scared of trams. I mean, you were the one who was born blind, which is a you problem. And could you, like, please shut up with your stupid accent and talk normal? <laughs> this person really hates He your hates accent. my accent. What, where do you oh, think, well. What do you think their accent is? Where do you think they're from? I don't know. I, I don't know. Part of me wants to look, oh, but wait. I don't care. They've got a USA flag in their, in oh, their profile they? picture. Oh, oh, there we go. They don't like my English accent, I will. Oh, dear. Um, I love the American accent, though. Anyway, Emanuelo, love you, but I think you, it's a you issue that you're so hateful. Mm. And I'm only just saying to try and basically lobby the people that really do watch my videos and say, hey, these streets aren't accessible. Maybe we could do something about it. It would only take a few kind of adjustments to make the tram system a lot better, i.e. maybe just sounding a little alarm that was a kind of background noise on the on the trams all the time. If they've already got like a little noise that that beeps when you're three meters away, why not have it similar? Mm. Why not have it the whole way along the track? Also, don't they in some cities have like a little like sort of like ding 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 sound that follows trams? I think so, but I I also think there could be a lot more blister paving, which I guess is a bit more of a cost with the infrastructure. Well, the thing about but- infrastructure unlike most other things, is that you always have to replace infrastructure because it's always getting worn down. Yes. So maybe when they're doing their next batch, yes. like factor it in. Yeah. Bring it a in. Factoring universal design. If Japan can do it, Japan, I think that's why I got so kind of passionate about it when I was in Switzerland because I just I just knew that Japan Yeah, we'd just been to like one of the amazing. best countries in the world. Yeah. And I this. think I was... A bit like, why can't everywhere be like Japan? It's amazing with its tactile lines. Um, and everyone just had Braille all over the walls and things. So I don't know. I think I think that's why where I was coming from. There's always two sides and two opinions, Emanuelo, to every story and dilemma. And uh, it doesn't sound like just a me problem. I think it's an everybody's problem. Well, there's one third viewpoint that is being brought in on okay. that same video okay. by the dude the who dude. says, that's how we try to get rid of bad genetics like you. Lucy's face is now just like she's just, her mouth has dropped. She's looking shocked. That's Hitler. That is literally Hitler's thinking. Mm. Isn't that eugenics? Yeah, that's like, that's sort of, well, I guess it's tram-based eugenics. I've... I've I have literally never heard an actual human in 2024. I I think I'm speechless for the first time. I don't think I've heard a comment about eugenics before on my channel. Have you? Um, I've seen quite a few. Have you? Have you just hidden them from me? Well, they get filtered out. 
I'm not hiding them from you. YouTube's hiding them from you. How which is many people believe in eugenics? There's, it's not as popular as it was in the 18th century, but it's not like completely gone. Like there's there's quite a few people. Now, these might just be trolls. They might just be... Are you like, actually kidding being me? Being horrible. But I imagine at least one of them believes... My heart is beating out of my... Like, I, this is insane. I, I don't really have a response to that. Sorry. That's okay. I just think I think that's awful. Absolutely abysmal. The dude needs to chill out. I think he needs to do a bit more than that. I mm. think he needs to like reevaluate his value system. Mm. Wow. They've got a profile picture which says, Don't panic, it's organic. <laughs> what? Yeah, don't panic, just eugenics. Lovely. Wait, is that uh, they've they, they, the 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 other bit of their uh, profile picture is um, the white supremacist symbol. Oh, okay, maybe they are into that. Maybe that. Maybe this is not a troll, but someone who might actually <laughs> be in our comments. He's hanging around. How did they find me? Go away. Okay, like, like I know we make videos for everyone, but maybe, maybe not you, the dude. <laughs> maybe not you. <laughs> Finding a white supremacist in our comments. But thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. We're so happy to be back after the new year. We hope that you are okay and you had a lovely Christmas break, whatever you did. Even if you don't celebrate Christmas, we hope you just had some peaceful time off with the people that you love. Yes, and I think we're recording this on Orthodox Christmas, if Ah. I'm correct. So happy Christmas to you guys as well. Merry Christmas! And um, yeah, we'll see you next week for a new one. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Yeah, remember that email, help at lucyedwards.com if you have any dilemmas or you just want to chat to us about the pod. And please rate us on any of your podcast platforms. Um, We we need some ratings, don't we all? We do. So if you're watching on YouTube, please do rate us if you've got this far because we need some ratings. All right, loads of love. We'll speak to you soon. Speak to you soon, guys. Bye, Bye, guys.